Hello, and welcome to the Peepus Room, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Let's jump right into the movie corner. Uh, I don't know if we discussed it, but uh, that new Evil Dead that's uh, coming out, I don't know if we brought it up on the podcast before. I'm really excited for that coming up. I I think I remember one time I went to see it with my buddy uh, Drew, and he was so afraid. He 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 started throwing up in the movie theater because of how scared he was. He puked all over the back of a 90 year old woman's beehive hairdo. Yeah, and, and he, he started throwing up. There's a bunch of alternate universes where Drew Kurnitsky has done hundreds of thousands of different things in that movie theater. There's an alternate universe <laughs> where he's a host of the podcast with us. And we bring this up every week. <laughs> There's an alternate um, universe where Joe doesn't know how to play video games and can't play them during our podcast. Yeah, I... Uh, but that's not this universe. I just breathe through a little tube on a wheelchair. But I'm happy, but I'm happy. Just so that doesn't yeah, get too yeah. dark. I'm really happy. I'm like, I have a skill too, you know? I'm like a philosopher. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm happy too, because this week I'm back on the wagon or off the wagon. I am enjoying a Mai Tai pre-mixed cocktail in my lovely festive glass. Hell yeah, like, brother. Is, is it a homemade like ceramic? Um, it is ceramic. I'm not sure if it was made in someone's home, but if you go to a tiki bar in Milwaukee, I don't remember the name of and you order a drink, they just give you the glass. So we've got three of them, but this is the coolest one for sure. Um, yeah, that is super neat. I got to be honest with you guys. I really wanted, I went to LA this weekend and I really wanted some tropical vibes. It was cold and rainy. The most rain anyone who was my Uber driver had ever seen there since they've lived in LA. And then I've been trying to get our friends to go to Margaritaville in Chicago just to get a taste of the tropical life. And they all think it's weird that I keep asking them to go there. And so I put on this Hawaiian shirt today and ordered this Mai Tai from GoPuff at 10 a.m., knowing I was going to enjoy it tonight on the Peepus Room. Wow. This is very premeditated. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where when you're just trapped under the weight of living life, that you have one little thing you get to enjoy at the end of the night after work and then office hours with my professor who dismissed my question, even though it was a reasonable question, and then studied for two hours. Yeah, everyone's got their thing at night, that's for sure. Mine's heroin between the toes. It's a bit extreme, but like you said, everyone has their thing. Right? Heroin and Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah, what are you playing in your basement, Joe? Uh, I am playing The Last of Us for oh. like the fifth time because Which I fucking one, love one, two, or three. The second. Is that the best one? Uh, honestly, the first one's the best. Um, the gameplay in the second is better, though. Is it the same people in all three games? Yes, There's but they, they introduce 
obviously um a handful of new characters i just stuttered new characters in the uh in the second one but do you just play with like the same like no you play as different people in the second interesting yeah so it jumps the jump storyline it's kind of like a tarantino film where like it shows you multiple perspectives from different characters and then kind of by the end of the game um everyone kind of comes together to this like climactic thing so i know you said tarantino but what you described was the avengers oh well <laughs> from the avengers yeah i feel like tarantino does that with his timelines it, maybe he does you know what i mean like he'll, he'll oh, yeah, do different yeah. characters but he also will um yeah no that, no yeah you're good i just thought that was funny so i said it did you watch it on hbo yet joe no and i feel like i need to get hbo because oh, of, like well, literally that... because of that fucking show well then wait till it's um all done and then you can get like a free trial and then watch it in like a week that's a smart right. move that's very true do you guys have HBO? Oh my- yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? It's pretty solid. I, they've got, they have great shows and then like a decent selection of movies. I gotta oh, be honest. Fuck. I just I I between me and like my parents and brother and sister, like we've got all of the streaming services. So I don't use any of them as much as I would like to because there's just not enough time. But that being said, there are some good shows on HBO I do like to watch. You know what was my favorite series on HBO was uh, Chernobyl. Uh, not Chernobyl Diaries. That's the dumb horror movie, but the, just Chernobyl. Well, then you're going to really like The Last of Us because it's, it's the, the guy. same person, right? Yeah. Wait, Mando? No, the, the like showrunner of Chernobyl is the showrunner of The Last of Us. Got it, but Mando's in it, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I have to forget his name. You can't remember his name? No, just I just that's why I said Mando. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yes. It's definitely a different, different kind of name. Um what was I gonna say? Where he's like uh it's like a sci-fi movie, but it's like low budget. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I saw that on Netflix with my girlfriend. It's actually really good. And it almost has the same premise of The Last of Us, oddly enough. Right. He's like the social network. (laughs) No, Charles. Was he the guy that Mark Zuckerberg screwed out of all that money? Or was that Spider Man? It was Spider Man. Ah. Um, Spider Man. Apparently, that actor though he i saw some article online today he's never been in a movie that was like below 75 percent on rotten tomatoes interesting which is pretty impressive joe are you a big rotten tomatoes guy uh i don't think it is the most important thing when it comes to seeing a movie because you know i think art and movies and music and all that shit is subjective to the person and if you like it you like it but I will say if I'm like looking for a movie and you know, I do have a tendency to look things up because if it's a score that's so fucking bad and then the toilet 
Like, I don't want to waste my time with it. And, and that's why I feel like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic is good sometimes. Like, I'll watch a movie if it's at that midway average point still, because that tells me that I might still like it. But if it's like, if it has like a 15%, I'm just like, nah, fuck that shit. Unless it's like an absolutely stupid comedy. I have a comment and a question. Um, my comment is that anything above a 30, I'll pretty much give it a watch. But Joey, sure. do you go by audience score or critic score? Uh, both, but user, more user than anything. Because take this, for example, right? Uh, the the cult um, classic movie, um, fucking Boondock Saints, right? That's like, people fucking love that movie. It's an awesome action movie. And it's just, it's a favorite by a lot of people. That has mm-hmm. a not great critic score, like at all. It's not god awful, but it's not it's not good either. But um, it's yeah, it's one of those movies where the critic scores are a little in the toilet, but like the user scores are like absolutely out of this world, and people love it. So like that's why I take the user score because a movie can be fun and like a good time, but it might not be uh, on paper according to a reviewer the way a movie should be done. If that makes sense, yeah. yeah. And, in and terms of pacing, like a, a, characters, et cetera, et cetera. A negative score for a critic can be like a two and a half out of five, you know? Right. So, oh, it wasn't that good, you know, that, and that translates as a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. So then right. I bring the score down. Well, and all reviewers, I feel like, follow a similar format and a criteria. That's why you see scores on Metacritic, at least from the, the critic point they usually tend to be the same. Yeah. Like you'll get like, if you, if a song is a 75, it'll be like 70, 75, 71, 72. And then maybe some guy that's like 35. This was awful. 76, 77, 78, going once, 74, (laughs) six, six bats, seven, seven bats. Um, What is, what is the worst movie that great question like, that you like uh, where you're like oh, i thought you're gonna say that i enjoy but it's considered horrible that's a fun question fuck um man me and my you know what me and my dad and brother uh we used to intentionally look for movies like that at blockbuster we'd go out <laughs> of our way we would pick two good movies right and then my dad would be like all right Let's pick the piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then we would find like, you know what I mean? Like Sharknado or like fucking just like anything that was super stupid. And we'd laugh and we'd have a good time. You know what I mean? That's why I think every movie kind of has its place. So what is it, Joe? Um, Shit, you might have to come back to me. Uh, But I'll think about it for a second. That's a great question. Charlie, do you have one? Yeah, so I just looked up a movie to see if it actually was bad. Because, like, I like it, so I don't think it's bad, but it is kind of bad. It's called The Eagle with Channing Tatum. It's a Roman history movie, and it's very cheesily done, and it's just, like, very cheesy. Mm. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's a... 39% on the tomato meter and a 41% on the audience score. So both an F. 
Wait, forgive me. Did you just say the room? The Eagle. Oh, the Eagle. I thought, okay, I apologize. I was looking at fucking shitty movies online and the room was one of them that came up, uh, which is like, again, a cult classic classic that's so bad that it's fucking good. Did you watch The Disaster Artist? Yeah, (laughs) that That was really good. That was a great movie. But oh, Neil and I actually sat down to watch The Room one time, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty horrific. Like, but, like, I wouldn't count that in my question, because, like, if you like that movie, it's because it's bad. Right. You know? So, like, this is, like, a movie where it just has a bad critic score, and you're like, I liked it. Would you do you accept the eagle? Yeah, that's a perfect example. Didn't get re- much recognition. Just like people are like, eh, or didn't like it, and then you're just like, I'm in. Mine uh, would I would say is if I'm going like maybe like a recent movie was the the remake of Hellboy they did. Oh yeah, I heard not great things about that. When did oh, they it do got that? Absolutely, uh, <laughs> 2018, maybe. Yeah, 2019. It's got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I like it. It's I had I saw it in theaters. I had a great time. It's like just like super gory and like has a bunch of cool monsters. And it's like, I don't know. The Guillermo del Toro ones are for sure better, but like I don't think it deserved just getting shit upon, you know? Um, no, most definitely. Fucking, it, I mean, it's a great, great cast for, for the guy that played Hellboy. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I mean, that I know for sure is a good thing about it. Well, the, um, the new one was the guy from Stranger Things. Right, yeah, Hopper. Yeah. He was um, the one in Violent. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just thought it was good good once. (laughs) All right, let's hear him, Joe. Fucking number one, The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. Okay. There's some pretty outrageous fucking parts in that. But number one, and I think all our friends can appreciate this one, is uh, maybe I'll get shafted because it's one of our cult classics. But fucking... Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Def- perfect example. Only in Graham's basement, though. Like, try to watch it outside of Graham's basement. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> You're not going to have a fun time because Phil's not going to be there. Yeah. yeah. We, we we saw that in theaters, and it was, like, the one of the few times Phil uh, smoked pot in his backyard. And we got ripped, went to go see it in theaters, and it was so much fun. Dude, I, I miss fucking, like, ripping fucking blunts and stuff before hitting the theaters with you, Chris. Like, that, it was, like, almost a tradition that if you saw a movie with Chris McKenna growing up, you had to get high before you went and saw it. It just, it only made sense. Just to see <laughs> if you could handle the experience. Yeah. It's like it's real. I mean, I remember when we got high and saw Star Wars, and I swear to God, like, I was literally living in the moment, literally. I could only, 
remember things as I was watching them, but the second the scene ended in the movie, I didn't remember what it was. So like by the end of the movie and by the time the credits rolled, I like didn't remember fucking anything. Like I barely remembered yeah. the movie. <laughs> I was like, what the that, fuck? That's, that's only happened to me once in the theaters where I think someone let me borrow their like dab pen. And, you just went and I, went, I went to the Liberty Theater in downtown Libertyville and I saw like the last parts of the Caribbean movie they made. Fuck the Liberty Theater. I you don't, don't like the Liberty Theater? No, they didn't hire me. Ah, uh, no. there's some bad personal vendetta. Well, they're gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, you won, won that one. Yep. You didn't even have to do anything. Okay. That's how powerful Charlie is. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't tell you a thing that happened in that movie. Not one. I just don't remember it at all. Charlie, it's not in the middle time of the time you've ever had high at a movie. Is it the worst time I've ever had a hide movie? Yeah. Or uh, watching a movie at home. Just like watch movie, home, theater, worst time. The worst time I've ever had high while watching a movie was this movie called Climax, which is like oh, a. Oh, saw that stone? Yeah. It was. I had like a. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Yo. I was like, oh, this is bad. You know. What I fucking freaked out at when I got stoned and saw a movie, Chris, was I like came over to your house after a work shift and I got super high with you. And then you were like, hey, let's watch VHS too. Ah. And I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't even like really know what it was at the time. I think it was the first time I ever had seen one of those. And as we're watching it, dude, I was just, I was in the like the zone, like so. Yeah. Like I, my brain was like invested in this movie. And I was about a couple pubic hairs away from feeling like I was actually in it. Yeah, that's the and best. I, <laughs> I remember asking Chris, I was like, please, please tell me there's not aliens in this. <laughs> I was like, please tell me there's not aliens. Because I, I fucking, I'm terrified of the idea of getting abducted. And Chris just, Chris is just like, choo, 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 just wait. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking kidding me. And like, literally, I think it's the last like episode in the fucking thing. Or, or one of them is a uh, it's an alien abduction and i was just like goddamn that's not even the scariest one no but it is to me yeah <laughs> it shit terrifies me yeah that's fair that's that's a that's a tough one you gotta be aliens it's are scary that, man yeah how fucking it's, lame would that be if a goddamn skinny outer space demon just waltzed into your room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can I help you? Like, Joseph, yeah. we need to take you on our ship. We need to I have to go to work. We need I'd to like, run tests to on you. Joseph. I have to leave. I have a job. You can't do this. I'll get Joe, fired. Is okay, there I was... any, any situation you would have? do in your life like any offer you would take to get probed like that guy gets probed in fire in the sky and if you any offer yeah what what's the offer that you would take to get that level of probing that level well for starters that guy in the movie who gets abducted uh that's like based on a fucking true tor- true story supposedly the guy was it on is. joe rogan and and gave his experience which is much different than what happened in the movie but nonetheless right. 
still scary as fuck. Um, but in order for me to, man, accept an offer where I get abducted in the space and have a needle jabbed in my eye by a bunch of aliens. <laughs> in the eye? Uh, yeah. They like, they like tie him down with this like gelatin and then they put like uh, latex over him so he can't move. And then they like slowly lower this. I hate eye stuff, man. Dude, this needle on a machine, and it's going no 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 no, and as it's lowering, and you're just watching the shit. Oh yeah, and they have his eye pierced open with like machinery, and it finally like right before it goes in, fucking the scene ends, and you're just like, man, right? That was intense. Only good part of the movie. The rest of the movie is pretty. It really is. Wait, how do they end the scene? Does it just go to black? Pretty much, yeah. It, they yeah, just have done that thing, what out. they do in movies, where they zoom in and you can only see the shadow on the wall, and then you hear the scream. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, like right, not giving full visual on that right. the thing, but it's yeah. almost worse because it blacks out, and you're just like, I know exactly what happened right. here, just yeah, like the Sopranos. <laughs> it's but Chris, exactly. I. I, 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 fuck, I can't even think of an offer. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to do it. It, it would, would be like saving life. my kids. It'd be like saving my kids. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? If you don't do this, your kids are going to get clipped. Yeah, and I would be like, all right, <laughs> fuck it, fine. And I'd be like, could you throw in like a Taco Bell for life gift card in there, please? <laughs> And like, like the, dumb, <laughs> the guy would be like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, here. So speaking of aliens, I was looking up other movies and I came across one that's even worse that I still really like. All right. 10,000 BC. I love that movie. I'd watch it every time. With Jack Black and Michael Sarah. No, that's one. That's year one. <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's the one that's serious where it's like dun, 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 dun. yeah okay wait what do you think what do you think's higher rated year one or 10,000 bc 10,000 bc year one has like a six percent or something <laughs> oh come on it took me to a documentary about joe biden <laughs> hey okay. man okay chris the audience score, which one do you think is higher for the audience score? 10,000 BC or year one? Year one. The audience score for year one is 23%. The audience score for 10,000 BC, 37%. Well, you can count yourself in, as one of those proud 37 percenters, Charlie. Yes. What do you think about the tomato meter? <laughs> tomato. Well, I think year one's got like below 10%, like maybe six. And then 10,000 BC, like 23. Year one is 14 in the Dubby Digis. Oh, Dubby Digis. A little Dubby Digi action. Uh, and then 10,000 BC, nine. Oh, no. Yeah. That's oh, old movie, no. right? 10,000 10, BC. That's old. That's like an older movie. Yeah. 2008. Yeah. 
I saw that in theaters with uh, Drew Cummins and he shot spitballs at this guy's neck in front of us in the theater. It's pretty great. What That's a menace. Crazy. The guy was not happy. Are, are we going to talk about the fact that they're making, that Mel Gibson is making Passion of the Christ too? Dude, I fucking heard about that and you posted it in the group. Thank you for bringing that up like that's a joke we've made so many times <laughs> that it's like a real thing now it feels like like the universe is fucking with us it's coming full circle for us yeah. specifically no one else just yeah you mean fuck right we're all we're all plugged into a little fucking matrix machine that's just like what would be the funniest possible thing to do <laughs> what is the that- ending of the first passion of the christ Jesus Christ dies. He gets crucified. So they don't do the after part? There's some, like, magical shit that happens at the end of that movie. Well, does it end on Thursday? I don't know. Probably. He he gets crucified and dies, and that's the end of the movie. No, he, like, he, like, causes an earthquake at the end. He, like, does some fucking voodoo at the end out of left field. So he doesn't come back in the movie, though, is what I'm trying to get at. I think he does. He does. Jesus Christ does voodoo, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Like, the movie is like, and I'm listen, I'm not bashing on religion or anything. I'm just saying the premise of the movie from start to the end, or up until the end, is, like, very viciously realistic. And then, bam, the ending happens, and he just, like, causes an earthquake quick and, like, it creates this like violent fucking storm and you're just like, whoa, I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, the son of God is returned. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not bad. It's it's like well-made, but it's, it's an intense movie. You know I, I don't know I... if I would eat popcorn and watch Passion of the Christ. I'll put it that way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I've never seen Apocalypto. Neither have I, but I've been, it's been number two on many a nights of scrolling, you know, where you're like, this one's yeah. on there, but let me see if there's something else. We have a yeah. kid in our platoon that looks like the guy from Apocalypto. We always make that reference and he sometimes gets a little upset. Well, that's, he's probably like, fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, there, you're any, like, at, at my work there's just you're not safe from anything like you were just it, it helps develop such thick skin nothing is off limits well some stuff is but like do do people say mean shit to you or are they afraid to because you're older than them no not at all not at all there's people that are my age and like believe me like and i like that it, to me almost like as long as it's busting chops, yeah. that kind of behavior and the way that we talk and the more they get used to it, it's like a sign of comfortability and that someone knows you really well. And like, to me, and it's not the same for everyone, but like it, it, it's just part of the environment. And if someone doesn't, someone described this perfectly. When I came to the unit, one of our uh, sergeants, he was like, if you don't get fucked with and like people don't do that shit to you, then they probably don't like you at all. Yeah, because they don't feel comfortable with doing that. Cause exactly. Like... Exactly. So, and honestly, I... if someone has a joke that they throw at me and it's like, it's some top tier funny shit, then like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> let it rip. So then tell me this, Joe. Do people make fun of how big your fucking head is? My calves. 
Oh, not how big of a goddamn huge fucking head you have? No, that's Stallman. Because <laughs> he, he honestly has a bigger head. Yo, I actually heard a rumor about um, the U.S. military is they had to invent a bigger helmet for your huge fucking head. <laughs> Were you drawing this up on a on a board in Cran earlier today? Yeah. No, I was just riffing off what Chris said. I don't, but genuinely, I don't think you have a big head, but I do like the quaff. What? But you you realize you couldn't use a white crayon because it blended in with the the white backdrop. Yeah. If we're gonna go, if we're gonna go for full circle, I think Drew Krenitsky, who we've mentioned three weeks in a row in this podcast, has a bigger head than Joe. Hey, I'll say it every fucking day. Sam Lee has a bigger head than me. I'll say it every fucking day, and it's a it's a true thing. And we we ignore it when I say it. It's like I'm speaking fucking Arabic. Sam Lee's head is like one of the blocks that drops in Mario Kart. Oh, well, it's not. Okay. It's not as funny because yeah, because it's, it's, it's only funny bananas. Yeah, well, it's well, funny people when... definitely get me. They like to get me riled up at work because they know I like. You know what I mean? I'll say like off the wall shit. Like one of one of our NCOs is like, "Yeah, man, like I'd like to see you lose your shit. It's funny." <laughs> You're like, cool. I um, I think I mean, sometimes as friends, we all need to be a little bit healthier to each other. Because the other day, Drew Cummins, who we've referenced a couple times today, not to be confused with Drew Kernitsky, uh, Drew Cummins messaged me and was like, "Hey." Uh, you wash your hands today. And I responded back to him and was like, no, I've actually been sick. Fuck you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, sorry. I was just listening to the peepus room. Cause I had said, when I go into the office, I wash my hands frequently and I genuinely apologized. And I, I wrote to him, Hey Drew, sorry about that. Uh, you know, sometimes I get a little on edge when you text me. Cause I feel like it's usually just going to be an insult uh, thanks, for the, thanks for listening to the podcast <laughs> that. and if we were all a little bit kinder i wouldn't be such on edge all the time you know true i do everything i just said just to backpedal sometimes in that work and i'm just like you guys just for like five seconds for five fucking seconds just have a serious conversation please Please, it's seven o'clock in the morning. We're about to do a bunch of shit. Calm the fuck down. What what would constitute a serious conversation at seven a.m. before work? Hey, how was your night? Did you have a good? Did you have some good subway? Did you joke? You joke about it. Did <laughs> you believe me? Fresh? It's like being on the set of Jackass, dude. I promise. Like those conversations are refreshing as fuck you're like nice nice talking about subway right not talking about we actually do talk about subway because they have that fucking seafood supreme sub with the fucking imitation crab on it and that sandwich should get wrapped up and thrown into hell the pits of hell (laughs) and no one should ever fucking eat it it's the scariest shit i've ever seen on a food menu in my life and whoever made it needs to be prosecuted um at the full extent of the law he was yeah Yep. I, uh, a new subway just- opened in my building kids. and I got subway every Tuesday and Thursday for three months straight. Spicy Italian. 
Subway what smells like bread farts. bread farts. Yeah. Um, Next time you go into a subway, just be like, it smells like bread farts. <laughs> See what they say. Like, <laughs> they always get the bread like, They wouldn't let me use three forms of payments the last time. They're like, we can't do this. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm like, I can't use three cards. Like, and I was like the only person in line. I'm like, this is not that big of a pain in the ass. And then they said something about loss prevention. And I was just like, and I like kind of did like a deep sigh because I couldn't even help myself. And then the lady was like, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> and then I felt bad about like being a bitch about it. And I was like, fuck it. You're a goddamn establishment. Like just take my three forms of payments. And let's move on with life. Yeah. Right. At the mom and pop shop, like, can I please use three things? And they have to like get charged three dollars every fucking time they swipe your card. It's a corporation. Yeah, if you're if you're like eating out with friends and like fucking, you know, you have like a, a dinner for fucking ten and like I don't know. I always think on, on one check is definitely like common courtesy. So they they eat fresh um hmm trying, um, to, think of some, trying to think of some topic points i think i'm gonna shave my beard right after this i'm getting real sick of it before you yeah. said that i was almost gonna bring up heelys for no reason i'm i'm pro i mean i've never had them or used them but i kind of like the idea of them Joe, I, when you ride your Heelys, do you go fiddle diddle dee riddle diddle fiddle diddle riddle fiddle diddle? I I bitched up a storm when I wanted Heelys. I, I I bitched my way into getting those shoes. My mom couldn't take it anymore, so she finally bought them. That's how I got Heelys. Was that you think your biggest like, mom? I need it thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. I fucking was an asshole about those Chris, I love you have anything like that no i think i probably asked to sit i have keely's at some point because it looks so cool on the commercials my mom was like no those are dumb and then i i tried someone's on one time just to, to see and like really brown the, shoe, the shoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> the shoes were like two or three sizes too big and i tried and i immediately fell yeah. yeah. My number one thing that I would ask my parents for, specifically my mom, was zoo books. Do you remember those commercials? Yeah. Of course. I remember we can learn that commercial animals. Do you do you remember the part in that commercials where there's just a shark laying low profile and it's just yeah. fucking chilling there? And this fish comes up and then the shark just swallows it whole. And as a 10-year-old, you're just like, oh. Oh, that's sweet. I want this. And my mom would say, oh, yeah, we'll get them. Uh, and then the phone number would come on the page and she would go to like write it down and be like, oh, it was too quick. The phone number went away. And when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's like nine numbers you got to write down. There's <laughs> not that much time. And now I'm like, oh, she just didn't want to get zoo books for us. And and I believed it. I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. Hey, smart tactic on her part. Yeah. 
Yeah. She did that with writing into the Pokemon uh, fan club as well. Just when I remember that. Did you ever get any of the zoo books? No. You I never might got a single tonight out of spite. A couple more Mai Tais. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Friday, I'll just buy them and bring them, throw them in my mom's face at her birthday dinner. Now we're talking. Shut down the Liberty Theater. I'm going to concuss my mom with zoo books. We're either going to go to Milwaukee Taco or City Works in Melody Farms. I love Milwaukee Taco. They got some good shit there. They do. Did you hear? Let's put that restaurant on blast. Did you hear about the owner of those restaurants, Milwaukee Taco and Milwaukee? Uh, Please tell. Grace? I'm excited. Grace so, wait, no, no, what, what happened? So the I owner heard of about those, this. I feel like I hear a lot of the Libertyville gossip. The owner of those two restaurants is the same guy. He owns it, and he has a wife and a kid, and his wife is pregnant. And apparently, he was cheating on his oh, wife yeah. with one of the hostesses of Milwaukee Trace and the way he got caught yeah I can't do that he was cheating on the hostess with another girl and she found out so she was like fuck you I'm telling and you know he's a single man now when you tangle yourself in a web that much like what the fuck do you expect also fuck you and yeah just why you know what I mean? Especially if you're like a manager and like making good money. Like, why would you owner? You're the owner. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry, he, the owner. He owns the restaurant, which his wife works at, by the way. And he's fucking the hostess. Like, the hubris. The hubris you have to have to think you're going to get away with that is insane. Up. We're probably going to see I, Friday then. Do you think people do that shit, honestly, on the subject of cheating just for the thrill of it? Like that's maybe, what that makes me think. Yeah, I have maybe, no maybe some people, but I don't know. Who fucking knows? Well, yeah, I hate shooting, dude. On that note, um, everybody, get the fuck out! Ah, what's up? <laughs> oh man! Oh. Bing bong.